Welcome to Serial Podcast 9, a podcast about cars mostly, and drifting, and trips to go drifting, movies maybe, car shows, wheels, suspension components, like the premium suspension components found at SerialMind.com. You'll also find fully sick shift knobs, limited run custom steering wheels, bushings, hats, shirts, and much more. Get yours now at SerialMind.com. You're likely also to hear about buying and selling weird JDM cars, scooters, Tesla Peasants, Fully Sick Wheel Fitment, BMW Headliners, Power Window and Blinker Speeds, Beers, Cameras, and probably some dad jokes starring Gerard D. Don't Ask Dumb Questions Peralta, Kevin Tire Pressure Problems Peterson, and the host with the most percentage of beer, Ryan, Bring Me My Craft Beer Benoit. It, and then we can banter, but, and then you can. But what are we talking about? Are we talking about this? Well, I have. A, I I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we just have to say the intro. Can you hear Hi, me? Hi, I'm it's Kevin Peterson. Too loud. Uh, je m'appelle uh, Gerard. Gerard yes. And I'm Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial <laughs> Podcast Nine. Serial Podcast Nine. Nine yeah, episode. Serial. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. What are you doing? Every time is like your first time. You're like Madonna. For the love of God. Episode 82. Here we are. We're doing it. That's great. Hey, you two. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little stuffed up. Let's bring some energy. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? I'm doing great tonight. Uh, How about yourself? I know. I'm just really happy to be here. You know, I think we played 100%. We really gave it our best. Uh, You know, in the second half there, uh, we really came together, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a team sport. Just good to get out there, really hustle. Uh, and sometimes the other team gave it a little bit more than we did. But in the end, uh, we pushed back real hard. And uh, that's what you like to see out there, you know? So, yeah, uh, just real happy yeah. to be part of the team. And, you know, some of us played harder than others. But, you know, that's uh, that's just how it goes, I guess. Uh, you know, some people are... Uh, I feel like you've never out. been on a team, Gerard. <laughs> What do you mean? That is I like, your I just like to thank everybody. I am on a team. The, you know what the team is? Team fucking Gerard. Team G. Yeah. Uh, who else is oh. on Team G? I, I, that was, yeah, yeah, there's we no, there's no G in Team. Else. There's no G <laughs> in Team, okay? <laughs> it's G. Who else is on Team G? Uh, there's Gerard and then there's G. So there's basically G is the guy who's like, you know, he's the all-star, he's cool. And then there's Gerard who's like, man, who the fuck are you? You think you're so cool. Like, enough already, bro. That's, so there's like, it's two people, you know? Stupid There's a team lot team. to this joke has turned unpack. into a lot yeah. to unpack, which I don't like. <laughs> I fucking can't even right now. <laughs> All right, well, good. Hey, so we got two options. Uh, we okay. could go ahead and we could get into Gerard's topic because a while ago, Gerard did a bunch of Adderall and he came up with ideas for the podcast, and now we're committed to it. So I'm very excited. Or we can field some questions. What would you like to do first? Lay it out, Jerry. I don't know. Let's uh, hey, let's take some G- questions from the listeners. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you uh, supporting us after all these episodes. Uh, writing your questions. I know I don't promote the podcast very much on uh, social media, but we really do appreciate you listening. And if you want to hear some topics, hey, have at or message me, Gerard, at Serial9. That's me. Uh, don't message Ryan. Because he always fucks up your name when he when he reads the question, <laughs> and then Kevin doesn't really care either way. So just message me because I'm the man, and you know Team G. Woo woo. 
the one I would like to play happen. back the part where people did message you and then you <laughs> forgot and then we spent a long time with you being like, oh, damn, I was supposed to answer that question. I'll, I'll find is it. what I'll I really want to do. Yeah, I'll find it. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. If you want to get tons of BMW videos, that message Gerard. If you want to get your question on air, message Ryan. You know, that's the takeaway. Right. Here we go. We're going to do questions first. Alex Holly reached out and he said, hey, Ryan, last couple episodes of the podcast have been very funny and entertaining. Really enjoyed different levels of suspension mods. As someone who's slowly crawling through the beginning of level three with bushings and RCAs, I have a question that may or may not be interesting to ask Kevin and Gerard. Question, is there a sweet spot in terms of suspension mods? for a streetcar that's occasionally taken to the track, as far as where you're getting a good amount of performance without too much sacrifice of comfort. There is actually. And Kevin, you wanna answer this or you want me to answer well, I mean, I feel like it's a sliding scale to all people though, you know, like what you're willing to accept <laughs> and drive it and daily and call it a daily is, is different to everybody. But um, uh, yeah, I would think that, you know, like you can upgrade the bushings to make them stiffer. That's gonna help you without without taking away some of some of that niceness that you you're trying to maintain but there's definitely i feel like there's definitely a sweet spot but i don't know I mean, what you, you definitely I don't know what that crown, is. you've 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 definitely sort of been dialing it back a bit on the crown now that you're maybe older or more like discerning if you will or whatever i'm honestly just like trying to use the like keep it simple stupid mantra on that car and just only do the things that i actually need to do when i actually need to do them and not just do everything just just to do it, you know? Yeah, no, no, I agree. Okay, so I guess a fairly good example would be the Blit. That is sort of my daily car when I, you know, drive it every day versus the truck. It's kind of a double-edged sword because, like, I would say the bushings are a good upgrade for sure. But the key, a big key to any sort of drivable, nice daily car are the coilovers. I'd say the biggest factor in my world will be the coilovers. It doesn't matter what else you do to the car as far as bushings, arms, links, RCAs, anything. But if you have, you know, shitty coilovers, it's going to suck no matter what you do. Uh, you could have good coilovers and and really none of the other stuff even matters because the coilovers are so good. Even if the car is super stiff and like has all these, you know, solid bushings and stuff. If the coilovers are, you know, really good, it's going to ride infinitely better than a stock car with shitty coilovers or a modded car with shitty coilovers. Anyways, all that said, I mean, we could recommend some brands, I guess, of coilovers. Definitely like a good go-to would be Stance, Stance or Reinhardt or whatever. That's kind of been our go-to for literally the past like two decades. Uh, we started using Fortune Auto recently. Um, I have a, I've tried a couple different sets of theirs. Um, the I'm on some custom valve 510s right now and I think they're amazing. Definitely can go very, very harsh, but uh, when you dial them back, they're they're actually pretty comfortable. But I had some 500s for a while, and those were ultra, ultra, super, super smooth, super comfortable. One of the most comfortable coilovers I've ever been on. But when you want to dial it up, I, de I definitely felt like they were a bit lacking. Um, so the thing with bushings, uh, like say, I guess we're talking about like polyurethane bushings replacing rubber. They don't necessarily make the car harsher, if you will. They don't necessarily make the car more unpleasant to drive because what they sort of do is they transfer the energy more directly <laughs> into the coilover versus like absorbing it 
you know, obviously a car with soft, everything is going to be like really sort of soft and comfy. Take an LS 400, for example, or a Celsius. Everything's rubber mounted softly. Everything's super smooth. You drive over anything and you don't feel it. But I mean, at the same time, that's really comfortable as far as luxury goes, but it's not really comfortable as far as like, you know, wanting to feel the road or like, you know, turning into a corner and the car just sort of rolls over on itself and, you know, it's kind of a balance, right? So bushings, I think, are good. Uh, anything that's solid, I would probably... You don't really notice the arms, to be honest. My my thing, 100%, don't get solid diff bushings uh, if you have solid suffering bushings. I think you could run solid suffering bushings, but you have to have isolated drivetrain. Uh, and then if you're going to do engine mounts, definitely do the softest engine mounts you can. Because I did that in the Blit. I put... Uh, our sport engine mounts in and instantly wanted to kill myself and i also had the solid diff bushings in with this with the engine mounts and it basically completely ruined my street car i was like this is fucked i i can't stand this i think it was mostly regarding regarding suspensions but yeah i know what you mean like it's yeah it is a slip it's a slippery slope though you're like oh i want to you know like i want to make it better and like i want to you know make it like feel more like direct and and then all of a sudden you're just like ah now it's too much yeah, and I mean, but, that, I mean, I feel like that's, that's like every car guy knows that it's there's like you know whole, there's like me. I don't about think that. so. It's man. like oh, I modified. <laughs> yeah, that's no, fully. It's like oh, I modified the daily so much. Now I need to go buy another daily. Like that's just oh, like, yeah, what people yeah, do. That, you know what I mean? That, like that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean that's kind of that kind of ties into that subject that we were sort of maybe going to talk about today is like what not to do to your first car or your car. Like what you know, like it is it is directly tied into that. Like it's really easy to go too far, especially like if you're into modding, if you're into cars, you're into buying parts and shit. You just want to buy every part. You want to put everything on the damn car. And it's like all of a sudden the car's fucked and you need another daily, right? So <laughs> yeah, I would say get some, get the best coilovers that you can afford and then just replace everything uh, that's worn out. And, you know, anything that has play or anything that has slop is going to be terrible as far as, you know, like imagine you want the best version of whatever car it is that you're oh. driving. Uh, I should add a disclaimer at the end. Uh, so disclaimer number one is that keep in mind it's Gerard. So Gerard is very sensitive to all things in an automobile. So as Kevin mentioned in the beginning, it is a scale and that is, that is fair. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, what bothers Gerard might not bother a Kevin or a Ryan. So that is, very much uh, i can't think of a better analogy right now so gerard you're like the princess in the pea you know the mattress and has <laughs> the, the one the one thing and you're like i can't do this a lot of people can live with something and then the second thing is i think i know i wasn't asked but i'm going to say it's just a math it's an equation x is the thing that makes it that you can't you're like whoa it's like gone too far and then it's minus one so Whatever yeah. the thing is that's <laughs> gone too far, and then minus one. That's what you do when you know that you've gone too far. The point, actually, a question would be, has anyone other than Gerard ever upgraded it and then dialed it back after and been like, actually, I'll just go back to the stock part? Like, is that a thing that people you think do? I think has, so, man. Has I think Gerard so. done that, though? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The, the Blitz, the only car. Yeah, the but Blitz keep, is keep the in one. mind. Keep keep in mind, like, yeah, like you say, it is a sliding scale. It's it's all subjective. Like the Blitz still has a twin plate clutch, it still has engine mounts, it still has polyurethane subframe bushings, all solid arms. 
you know, AK 49s, 10 degrees of camber, you know, super wide wheels, super low. And that's a quote unquote daily, you know, you know what I mean? So like, <clears throat> I, I think for a lot of people, that's probably not, not their idea of like a comfortable daily car. You can get a lot, you can get away with a lot with Toyotas though, honestly, man. Like they're so kind of shitty from the factory. You could probably change every single part, maybe just save for the engine mounts and the diff bushings. And, you know, it, it doesn't feel that much far off from like, you drive a stock BMW and the thing's stiff. It's like kind of like, you know, everything is already kind of like dialed, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like for example, my 130i was probably more, was probably tighter and stiffer than the blit with all the shit done to it almost like only after i did the solid tension rod bushings and the polyurethane lcas uh then the front end felt actually like really really good and tight and stable and direct that's when it was sort of like comparable and then the blit sort of probably <laughs> would outshine the beamer but like like a modded toyota's is, is a stock i don't know it could be a stock of many other cars a lot of cars are really aggressive these days like i'm sure an amg when you put it on sport plus is probably mental you know what i mean Yes. I yeah. mean, I don't, but that's fine. I mean, I'll never know what an AMG does because I'm not going to own one of those. And that's all right. Not everything's for everybody, you know? Some yeah. people like their cucumbers better pickled. You could get, um, get a ride, though. All right. Do you feel like we covered that? Is that good? We gave a math equation. We gave a long, extensive thing. And then we also said at the end of the day, it's a little uh, bit subjective. What I will say, though, is like X minus one oh. is like really hard to, to do. Oh, like buddy, ain't easy, you know. <laughs> no, no, but like if you if you're doing X minus one, it's because you know you know, and you've gone exactly what made that change. X, yeah, exactly. You've gone to X. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so now it's either like the next car, or like you said, you're like you've bought something and are like downgrading back to a closer to factory because yeah, yeah. what you had was a bit much. Which I feel yeah, like I like mean, my I... like besides wheels, like not many people do that. Like. You're not putting yeah. a turbo on and then being like, yeah, I'm going to get a smaller turbo. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not going to. I get. I mean, I, I guess some <laughs> people might be like they get a bigger turbo. Also, I feel like Gerard would do that. You know, I feel like Gerard is the edge case for all of these things. He has a thing and then he changes it, you know, like, yeah, my answer wasn't the easiest. It's just and also X can no, become I just wanted to, yeah, very slight to, to itself on, to dwell on that for a sec. Yeah. Yeah, because so, X uh, at the end. You could just be like, you know what? X just shifted. And now I, the thing that I thought I couldn't get used to, I've now just come to live with it. And that's yeah, a personality type. I was going to say, unfortunately, that's a very common occurrence in the car world. Like the perfect, perfect, perfect example is coilovers. Like you could take 10 people and, and put them on like BC coilovers. And I mean, like, okay, I'm just going by like the BCs that I've ridden on. They're off the shelf quote unquote revalved whatever BCs you put you put 10 people in that car and they're gonna be like you know five people are gonna be like oh it's sick you know it's fucking sick it's like coilovers this and that one person two people are gonna be like man this ride's like shit and then you know the third person's gonna be like I don't know fuck I don't know what it's supposed to feel like I guess it's fine you know what I mean but like they just don't know any better so they just live with it and maybe when they put engine mounts in or maybe when they put bushings in they're like oh it's fucking stiff I feel every bump now that's cool. Or that's what it's supposed to do. Like, remember you, you had a story about coilovers or something, Kevin, back in the day. Yeah. You were like, yeah, like, like you just put coilovers in. Well, like, I don't know. Yeah. You're just like, you're just, stoked yeah. to, you're just stoked to have your car low. And yeah, like you don't really know that it's like, 
you've never ridden in like good coilovers or bad coilovers. Yeah. Like you just, they're just coilovers. And it's like every car that all you, all you and your friends have all sort of ride the same. Cause you all have like whatever, 10 year old blown used Japanese coils. <laughs> so everything's garbage. And then all of a sudden you like hop in the car with the brand new stances and you're just like, this doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, man, look, you don't know what you don't know. I believe that's Socrates yeah. or Plato, mm-hmm. you know, and then knowing that you don't know everything is what's called wisdom, you know? So that's <laughs> very important. I have a good, I thought about this and it, this is a funny analogy for what we're talking about. The other day I was going to pick my daughter up from school and it was raining outside and I didn't know where my rain jacket was. And I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to get wet and I'm just going to have to live with that. And then I walked out the door and I was like, wait a minute, we have an umbrella. And then I like went back in and got an umbrella. And as I was walking to school, I was like, I never use an umbrella. I just (laughs) this is the first time in the 10 years of me like living here. I've been like, I'm going to use an umbrella. Usually I'm like, I'll wear a raincoat. And if I don't have that, then it's on me and I fucked up and I have to live with it. You know, somebody will just go out and stand in the rain and be like, I deserve this. You know, like <laughs> I bought these coilovers and it's low and I deserve how this rides right now. So that's that's the thing. You don't know those things. Gotta, it's actually got to get wise. I feel like, yeah, that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, funny that's you why you and I get along, Kevin. <laughs> It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to suffer. Yeah, I guess yeah. this is life now is my mentality. <laughs> it's also a very like North American thing. Like when you look at Japanese car modifying, like we're always like, I remember like you when I was younger looking at like their, you know, the stuff that you could buy or the mods that they sell. And you're like, why is it so fucking expensive? It looks like it's stock, like whatever bushings or whatever it may be. You're like, you know, it should be like this. It should be like solid mounted and this and that. It's like, Cause they're very big on like feel and they're very big on like, Hey, let's not ruin the fucking car. That's good to start with. Let's just maybe make it slightly better. Like these, you know, these bushings are slightly stiffer than stock. This turbo is like slightly more powerful than stock. You know, the suspension's slightly stiffer than stock, but like, you know, here in the, you know, sort of like in the land of, the most if if a little bit is good <laughs> then a lot must be better you know what i mean it's like everything's fucked up like you know the turbo's huge like you can't put a bolt on turbo and nobody's using a bolt on turbo bro you got to get a fucking manifold and like a you know gt35 and then you got to get a standalone external wastegate it's like you it's gotta like, do a bro, you got a bolt on turbo that shit's peasant you know what i mean it's like yeah can you have a cat back no nah, we don't we don't want a cat we want a downpipe we want an elbow we want fucking we want the whole nine yards and like same thing with suspension it's like man i'm not just going to get coilovers and like some stock looking bushings i'm getting solid everything and fucking adjustable everything and like billet everything and like like hydraulic handbrake and it's like all right, don't Everything fuck is... up your business plan just now, you know? Like, you're good. It's, you know, that's your... that, just like slight, yeah, I don't know if you're putting this in, but that's sort of why I like, w- didn't want to answer the crown because I and like that whole question because it's like, yeah, just almost just do as little as possible, you know? <laughs> right, but there's a time and a place for a thing and you could have this. Yeah. And it's I mean, like, just also, it's, it's, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah. It's also dependent on the chassis. I would argue that the JZS, like the 16, 
requires oh, yeah. more things to it for it to feel like a sporting car than a crown or a 100 you know like it's we'll see that's, that's the thing or a 110 or whatever I like feel... it's not a sporting car so it needs more so you can tip that scale more and still be like this is totally livable because that car is a, a goddamn couch anyway you know like it's yeah and i mean like a, like with the 16 that's a good example so like i literally had everything under the fucking sun and that car still just like felt like a nice ass stock car like I, I never felt it was harsh ever. It was not, you know, even with the engine mounts and stuff, like it would just like felt like, like a really good, well set up, nice car. Like it finally felt like, you know, like how I would assume or how, you know, like a sporting car would be. It was still big and heavy and a bit clumsy, but like it was the, the least clumsy and the, you know, the most sporting that could ever be. And I thought it was great. But like, yeah, if you did that exact same shit to a JZX100, it would feel like a fucking S13. You know what I mean? Like it would just be all tinny and fucked up and just rattly. And, you know, I uh, think I was going to say that that whole thing about do the X and then minus minus one. Uh, Colin Chapman, that's how we originally built Lotuses. Like I think it was Colin Chapman or whatever. Yeah, Lotus guys. So he built all these tube frame. All the old Lotuses were made of like, you know, tubes welded together. So then he'd have his chassis that was built and he'd start taking tubes away and he'd start taking tubes away to save weight until the car broke. And then he'd put that one tube back. The one that, you know, after like when the car broke, he just put that last tube back that like, you know, was kind of like pushed it over the edge. And that was, that was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like what you said, like, yeah, that uh, I'm going to say that equation comes from my friend in bicycles and bikes. And mm -hmm. the question is, how many bikes should you own? And he says, X minus one, and X is the number that his wife will leave him. And then it's just one less than that. And that's his equation. So, uh, which I think is great. Uh, anyway, my takeaway from this whole question is that clearly the Aristo slash 16 GS300, whatever you want to call it, it's the best car to mod because you can just throw everything at it and it feels great. Gerard <laughs> said it here first. He said it was a bit clumsy, but it felt great. So let's just... Uh, it is fun just to throw throw stuff at them, you know? Yeah, great. So there you go. Get a 16 and do all the things to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to call it on that one because I feel like we did it. Flockadile Dundee wrote in. So Asaka Flocka, Flockadile Dundee. I'm going to read this because he made a statement first, with like a manifesto, which is great. Uh, I have a statement for the podcast. Nice. Many episodes ago, I asked about the future of drift chassis. And with most newer chassis, especially from Toyota being auto, would automatic drifting become more popular or would the market kick up and start developing manual swaps for newer chassis? And after spending an event trying to drift an automatic GS300, I hope to fuck autos aren't the future because that sucked. <laughs> so that was a statement, which hopefully that doesn't... No. Well, all you have to do, if we learned anything from the last question, is buy all the parts you can for that car, throw it at it, and it'll feel way better. And it'll be sporting. Yeah. And it'll be yeah. fun. And you'll have a lot of fun throwing the money at it. You know, it's a... Problem that can be fixed by just throwing money at it, which are the best types of problems. All right. So is that a question? Nope. That was a statement. Okay. A manifesto, okay. Gerard. 
Okay. I see you're getting antsy, and I appreciate that. All right, here we go. Also, podcast question. What arrow do you think not enough people run other than Serial 9? And then he said, in, insert advertisement here. What arrow companies are slept on, and who do you think has the best designs? What kind of car, though? I, it doesn't say. So take it as you will. You can interpret it however you want. Well, what's slept on for Arrow? Yeah, there was this company that I always used to see in uh, like Dory Tens and that sort of stuff. And their Arrow is sick and their company name is sick and their logo is sick. And you wouldn't really see it, but I don't even know if they're around anymore. So that's, you know, and I'm not one of these like I know all of like the Japanese like Arrow manufacturers or whatever. But that was Works 9. I always wanted Works 9 Arrow. I always thought it was super cool. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think Works 9 is pretty cool. They had a, a SR20 powered C33 Laurel, uh, and it was blue with like a crazy lightning paint graphics. And, and it was doing a lap around, can't remember the track. I've always tried to find that video, but it was like really, really sick. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was Works 9. And yeah, their air was pretty cool. And I think one of the things about Works 9 was that their air was like really flexible or some shit. I think that too. Um, I think that too. But one of the things, I mean, not one of the things, the things that I will say personally, though, is I, I do like Arrow and I do maybe have more or less sort of specific likes, but I certainly don't really know Arrow very well. And I honestly don't totally care that much about Arrow as long as it sort of fulfills a minimum requirement of adding style to a car. I'm not really specific to like brand A or brand B or whatever. I mean, some some arrow these days is just so fucking ugly, mainly just like fenders and stuff, especially for JZXs. Like there's so much shit out there that like is just terrible. It's it's brutal. But I know, okay, for A86s, I was always, always, always so into crystal body Yokohama. The flares were just unbelievably fucking cool. CBY flares. Uh, and then yeah, for... For S chassis, I always like the Spirit Rye with the fenders that the that the really stock looking fenders, the Spirit Rye with the body line that went over the rear fender. I always thought that looked so fucking cool. And JZs, JZXs, you know, Car Modify Wonders cool. <clears throat> what did I buy? I bought like BN just because, like, to me, it's like uh, the car I'm building is just gonna try to like hopefully just be like the most and like BN is BN is basically yeah BN like. There's nothing more crazier than than BN because it's just big and stupid and low and it's like the quintessential drift car arrow, really. Like anything less than that, it's like it's pretty cool, but it's just not the most. So I don't know. I don't particularly love BN, but that's the look I was going for. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I yeah, I don't actually like BN on most. I like it on some cars, but not the cars that I like most anyway but i don't have an answer for this Araboonie is what i'm going to say no i don't <laughs> <laughs> uh i've said it before in the past and i actually am kind of with gerard on it i like the idea of arrow and having like i think it's fun for people that have very expensive arrow and i can see the value in authenticity i mean a lot of arrow can be kind of like you can buy something not great sometimes and then make it better or make it yeah. fit or do a thing. We are now in the age though, where like 
a lot of the pro-am drift cars when they get aero you kind of like see them come out of a box and it's like folded four times over on itself have you ever <laughs> seen that and it's yeah, like yeah. they kind of have to like yeah. let it like re like reform like it's t1000 or t2000 or whatever and then they just have to like let it like air make it work again or something i don't know and that's yeah. fucked up and weird but science i guess Honestly, i don't know that's a good point like the best arrow for me would be the arrow that doesn't goddamn break that's kind of why like for me arrow is like it's not irrelevant i think it's absolutely relevant for style but it's like i don't give a shit if your car has arrow a b or c if the overall package looks like shit it doesn't matter what arrow you have it's like the right arrow or the best arrow is the arrow that you've used to make your car look sick that's my that's my opinion yeah and for gerard i believe if you can use the word techno to describe it <laughs> that's usually a pretty good arrow that is a adjective that defines good arrow for gerard i believe is techno i also liked hippo sleek Ooh, yeah that's yeah oh. Uh, I don't know for the eight six, yeah, like the CBY flares, I were like those were always so cool, and like the the cars that they had them on were so cool, and like yeah, but but also like I feel like the like I had a bunch of J Blood stuff, but like I always wanted the the run free stuff. Yeah, dude, run free, hundred percent for me. A eighty six run free was the was the fucking be all end all, and honestly, like I don't think I've like ever liked any arrow more than that because all I wanted on my X seven. Was a yeah. was an was an A eighty six run free bumper modified for an X seven. I think that would just look so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, run free. <clears throat> All right, great. Well, I like that for everyone. Do you remember Definitely a lot of like arrow when... nerds? Yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. Well, there's like so much. Nerds. I mean, if you're into a car there's... that was been around for like thirty years, then like I'm sure like you know all of the arrow that ever existed for it, and like you know what I mean, all that other stuff. Like yeah. I feel like it's, I don't know, and you can correct me if I'm very wrong. Being an arrow nerd for like a 16 is a bit dumb. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's only a bit, like, there's like a select few that are actually good. And then, uh, you know, like, is there any really obscure, cool arrow for an yeah, arrest, you know? power. But that doesn't that feel obscure. That's not obscure. I mean, we that had arrow. the Canadian representation of them on our podcast, so you can listen back to that. But yeah, like it doesn't feel obscure-ish as much. I don't know, but that's fine. That's if agree to disagree. I don't want to get into that one. It's fine. <laughs> also, I mean, I mean, you can put this in or, or or not. I don't. I don't think Arrow's fucking worth it. Personally, I don't think Arrow provides any good value, whether authentic or not. I. I sort of prefer non-authentic because it's like I'm not spending $3,500 on a kit and then painting it and doing all this shit and then just going smashing it. And <laughs> no, that's fine because there's actually a conversation to be had around that. That is the X. Fuck, I don't know how to say this. I'll do my best. In the Venn diagram of car scenes that we enjoy, we'll say that we enjoy the authenticity, that world, which is kind of the final bout thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And there are many people in Final Bout scene and that realm that would argue for authentic arrow, like authentic everything and period correct. But what you're kind of saying is in the X minus one, your thing is like 
arrow and then minus one is your thing. It's like you don't care about the authenticity of arrow, which I get both sides of. One, like you said, it's literally probably just fiberglass or whatever the material it's made of, and you're going to smash it up. And then you're going to have to get it fixed or mod it. And then at what point is it no longer authentic because if you're putting your own fiber, whatever. But on the other side of that, it's like I do under I do appreciate people that appreciate the authenticity of what they're doing. But it's a giant level of commitment knowing that, hey, I just like fucked up a fifteen hundred dollar or twenty five hundred dollar bumper. And it's not like or... it's not like you know it, it, it's only because where we live like because arrow costs so much to ship it's just not like i think in japan like arrow isn't that expensive you know what i mean it's <laughs> like it costs the same as what you know like what a serial nine co- kit costs here like our arrow i think is like fifteen hundred dollars or something which i think in japan if you were to buy a complete jzx 100 body kit it's probably fifteen hundred dollars but then you ship it and it's another thousand and this and that and it's like your authentic kit has now just become double the price. And it's like, I don't know if I care about it that much, but you know, with the same respect, does any of the rep shit fit properly? Probably not. Right. And how much work do you have to do? And then that's a math equation of, and then you probably got to get it. You got custom paint, you know? Yeah. You got to paint it. You got to get it fitted properly. It's warped. All this shit doesn't work. You got to make it, you got to make it work with the other arrow or whatever you have. But but at the same time, I've put on, I've put on some pretty expensive Japanese arrow. Um, You know, I think we've put on uh, final connection on an R32 and that was like, you know, it was pretty good. It it fit well, but I mean, I definitely had to do some work on it. I've put origin on, you know, origin wasn't like fucking great. I would, I would probably say serial nine fits better than origin. I had, I had C West for my, for my civic. And that was like OEM. Like C West stuff, I mean, it was expensive as shit, but like for a reason. It was like the the fiberglass edges were perfect, the holes were all drilled, everything fit like absolutely beautifully. You literally just put the bumper on as if it were stock, um, but at the same time, just the rear bumper was nine hundred and fifty dollars, and this you know the side skirts were you know, seven hundred dollars or something like that. And this was back in like fucking two thousand, so unbelievably expensive, but nice. But at the same time. Yeah, it's a sliding scale, man, you know, like of of value versus authenticity versus I guess some people hey, just I, care that much and I don't. <laughs> so. I mean, there's a there's a, a trick in there that you also then designed arrow. So you cared enough at some point where you did, I guess, you know, you yeah. built arrow for cars. I will say I don't think I've ever said this. I do really think that the the trunk for the the 16 that you guys made is amazing i it's the best that was like when i first got my aristo i was like i'm gonna get that trunk and then i did other things with my life but i fully (laughs) appreciate that trunk and i i think there's there's nothing as good as putting that trunk on your nothing looks as good as that on on those cars like anyway for that part of the car nothing looks as good as the serial nine trunk uh, hey, you know what? This is a side thought, and I was going to bring it up. We should do an Aristo episode where we just talk about 16s, and we get one sure. other 16 owner on. One thing one thing I was going to add is because initially uh, Waka Flocka said, oh, drifting automatics is fucking terrible. Yes. Yeah, I thought there was more Drif- to that question, but yeah. Anyway, it's not a question, it's auto- a statement. It's a statement. It was just but, a statement. Well, I, I will rebut- agree. I will rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Anything, any automatic made by Toyota uh, for performance-wise, it's going to suck. Uh, it's it's terrible. Like, it is a fully just like a slush box automatic, shifts slowly. It, it's it got probably four or five gears the most, like this and that, whatever. But yeah, I mean, if you look into the new stuff, um, for example, the 8HP, which is a ZF transmission, uh, it is kind of the new the new world. It is an automatic transmission, but it has clutches. So you can manually shift it. You can have a virtual clutch, so you can still clutch kick. It has eight gears. It shifts as fast as a DCT, so like milliseconds. So you can paddle shift it. You can have a sequential looking shifter. So basically it's a sequential tranny, an automatic tranny, and a manual tranny in one fucking tranny, and it's sick. So that to me would be the future. Yeah, because I, right. I I don't even want to fuck with manuals on a streetcar anymore. I, I'm over shifting nonstop oh, and clutches. Really? All that. Yeah, I thought we went over that. Already. I thought, yeah, my yeah, next car. I know, is but have a buddy, you change your mind all the time, so I gotta check in <laughs> with you all the time. You know? Yeah, I just, I don't. Gerardo changes his mind from the beginning of the podcast to the end of the like, podcast. To the end, oh, yeah. yes. I'm gonna check in with you again at the end and be like, hey, do you still feel that way about manual? No, I want to get an 8 HP in my next car. I don't want to have a manual. I don't want to have a. To I don't want to have to have have to shift and use the clutch every time I drive my car. Oh wow. Okay. That sounds soulless, Dave. Does it? I'm sh- well, add me to the soulless list. <laughs> I still have the other car that has a manual. I have two cars with CD double nines, and I don't need two cars with CD double nines. You know. Yes, you do, because it's a great product. It's a great product that you absolutely. <laughs> re- You've done such a good job this episode of talking people out of buying really good parts that they should have I mean, on okay. their car. So, so the next thing that we're going to be moving to is, yes, is we are going to be using that Turbo Lama controller with the 8HP, and that's like so we're you know we're testing that out. We're so we're sort of seeing how that's work, how that all works, and if it's cool, maybe we'll carry that as a product. Sounds you know? lovely, great, <laughs> good. Love that for all of us. I got one last thing, and then we'll get on to the next thing. Okay. I feel like if I use this person's name, it would be name droppy and I don't want it. So I will say our wine drinking friend, mm-hmm. this wine drinking motherfucker, uh, wrote in and he said, listening to your recent podcast and GMR is VR wheels in-house brand. The owner was making original designs and then started knocking off wheels because he was tired of seeing what wheels like Blitz were selling for and was hoping to upset the market. So that's why the GMR wheels has the the knockoffs or the impersonation wheels. I think there's a nice, I wanted to find a nicer word for knockoffs and then I couldn't, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's all. That was like a correction or uh, an update for people out there. So what do you mean by upset hoping... the market? Like he, he's like, oh, instead of buying- Well, if he, if, no, if you, yeah, exactly. Free, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, about like, $2,000 brand new ones that look the same. Yeah, and be like, hey. Well, now exactly. Now same. you could de- you could uh, erase the inflated fake value of these wheels by offering people a cheap facsimile. Yeah. And it's not going to. It's not going to. cheap, but they're cheaper. They're cheaper, yeah. for sure. And it's brand new. I mean, and that's I'm 50%. Sh- I'm sure there's a bunch of value to some people. Yeah. Somebody with arrow that isn't original, right? <laughs> 
A little, but then you get into the question of, I didn't realize this, and I keep using the word because I discovered between this podcast and the last podcast that I just like things that are authentic, whether it be people and or our parts. And so now I'm really just tied to using the word authentic. But yeah, you get into the argument of like authenticity and what does that actually mean? It does say there's a follow-up. I'll read it, and then I don't know if I'll put it in. Do you find it funny that they're still sim- simultaneously selling real or se- selling taxed real wheels as direct knock- knockoffs, but almost everyone I know in the state still gets their lips through them, too? Yeah, anyway, but that is true. We kind of talked about that. Everyone gets their lips from GMR or VR. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I don't think it's a yeah. bad move on their part, depending on how how much they have invested in it. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I do I do agree that like, I think I was talking about it with, yeah, it was Fraser or whatever. It's like, I like, I like original wheels. I like authentic wheels. I like, you know, I like the fact that they're old. I do think that's cool. But at the same time, they are old. And like, sometimes they're shitty. You know, sometimes the finishes kind of suck. And sometimes they're all beat up. And sometimes, you know. One thing I will say, though, is... When when I get wheels that are authentic and Japanese, they feel special. That's one thing. I mean, I've been buying fucking Japanese wheels forever. And I remember like when they arrive in the boxes and you unpack them and, you know, it's like it's like getting a fucking dope ass Christmas present. And I guarantee you're not getting that same feeling from the GMRs, whether they're better or not, whether they're, you know, whatever the fuck they're going to be for myself. It's like a very special thing to like unpack. You're like saying the work box is like means something. No, even you. if it's a used like from, you know, back in the oh. day when GMR and those people didn't, or VR didn't buy every single fucking wheel off Yahoo Japan back when you could buy wheels for, you know, like if you searched a lot, you'd find some deals and it was pretty oh. cool. And you'd get, you know, you'd open your Jesse Streeter box or back in the day we used to use uh Shit, I can't even remember what it was, but we used to use this packet, this service that you could buy off Yahoo Auctions, and you'd get the boxes and open them. And it was like those first couple of wheels I opened were just like, I was, it was just so you're opening a piece of history. You know what I mean? Like those Mm, wheels don't exist anymore. Ah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I just like like work wheel boxes. Something about the white box with the blueprint on it. And I'm always like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Gets me yeah, riled up. Like... Makes me feel feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw know. someone's uh someone's I saw someone's useless sort of uh, whatever weird flex was uh their work wheels tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like oh, that yeah. people were commenting on their useless. Yeah. Yeah, they're dumb flexes, which is great. Daryl messaged uh, me. Uh, I should I should message that. I should tell yeah, you. Yeah, Daryl messaged me. Did he, he, he said message me yeah, as well about, his, about the weird flex? Oh, so he probably told you what it was then. Yeah, he said it's the same thing that Kevin and I do. He's not the thing about people... how he loves passing Tacomas. Oh, no. I didn't get that one. Oh, he goes. He is. <laughs> so should I say now? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, so yeah, like. uh Regarding the last episode, we were talking about what's a dumb flex or what's a weird flex but cool, bro, or whatever. Uh, so our friend Daryl uh, of HJ Hall of Transport, HJ Hall Towing, not towing. Anyway, whatever hauling. the dude that the dude that towed us to to Final Bout and back, and our good buddy, uh, 
He goes, I've got a dumb flex. I love passing Toyota Tacomas climbing hills on the highway while towing a trailer <laughs> with two cars in it. They're gutless pieces of shit, and I enjoy showing them that, even though they probably don't care. But if they do, I hella win. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the same thing I do in my truck. Just like yeah. race people. And like they, whether they know that you're racing them or not, you're like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, it doesn't even <laughs> I matter. I like that. The important part here is that Daryl drives for a living and he sent all of us different dumb flexes that he does, which may really makes you wonder how many dumb flexes does Daryl have? Uh, which online? is yours? Uh, mine. This <laughs> is a fun game. Where is it? Daryl. Uh, dude, I dumb flex just like you and Kevin pinch them off when they try to pass me, but I use the trailer to really fuck with them and try to let the person behind me close the gap too. So they get stuck in the lane. Like yeah, I'm in the lane and I'm passing. I know to move right when I'm not passing and I hate them taking my safe stopping space. Yeah. I basically <laughs> got the same one. Oh, okay. Only yeah. Gerard got the rare Pokemon card on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't yeah. get the hologram. Oh. We didn't get the hologram reply. Yeah, duh, too bad. <laughs> Onto that Charizard there, Gerard, because mm-hmm. maybe it'll be worth something someday. So we fielded some questions, which is delightful. I appreciate everyone who writes in. Uh, I know Gerard led with that, and we usually say it at the end, so that's good. Gerard, here's a thing that people wonder. You buy a car. And you're going to mod it. What are some things that you should and shouldn't do when you buy a car? Is that the um, question? Did I phrase that right? I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it's good. So basically, we're talking about things you shouldn't, sh- should or shouldn't do, should and shouldn't, should or shouldn't do to a car that you just bought. Probably your first car or maybe, you know, your second or third car. I think if you're seasoned like us, like you've had like 15,000 cars, you probably know what not to do or what to do. I mean, be able to do this one like that. You do. No, but hang on. That's funny that you said that, but you change your mind more than anyone I know about what to do with this car. (laughs) (laughs) Or what car to even do anything to. Or yeah, like you're like, if you're seasoned like us, every week you should have an identity crisis about what your car should be. <laughs> I just love cars. I wish, I mean, honestly, man, I just like want to have a bunch of money so I could just have all the cars I want and do all the shit I want to do to these cars. Yes. Yeah, so you want a cheat code for an unlimited, yes, unlimited money and yeah. Sims. Yeah, I get it. That's fair. So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I said, I was always like this. I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to have two of every car. I'm going to have one. <laughs> well, like in, a, in this collection that I'm going to have. Right. I know, but so, okay. Finish. And then I'll say why I'm laughing so hard. Go. Okay. So, so like, because you, you know how you're always like, Oh, you get a car and then you fuck it up and then you need another new daily. Right. And a lot of the times when you buy this car, you like the car itself, but at the same time you want to modify this car. So like you have to buy two of them. So let's say you want JZX 100. You're going to buy one, Really, really clean, super nice, original, Tour V, five-speed, JZX100, and you're going to shelf it, right? Put it in the fucking the matrix there. Leave it. It's beautiful. You want to drive a JZX100? You want to get you the original? A and, a, and you bought a matrix? No. <laughs> the matrix of cars. <laughs> I know. I'm just Should have got a triple. Yeah, yeah. So, right, so you want to have the JZX100 experience as Toyota intended. You have that car. And then you have the Serial 9 version, which is like, super fucked up crazy you know probably has 500 horsepower super low whatever and 
you know, shit. If you really like those cars, for example, maybe you even have two or three of them. Maybe you have the stanced out one. Maybe you have the drift one. And then you always have to have the original one. So that would be my collection. Yeah. But like, for example, Lamborghini, okay. you're going to have a Huracan or you're going to have a, let's say you have a, you know, like a Ventador SV. You got to keep an original one because that's the only one that's fucking worth money. And then maybe you got one that was a bit clapped or maybe it was crashed or something. And then you got all these mods and turbocharged and stanced out. and Because that's the thing, you're going to fucking ruin the car. You're basically ruining the car. Yeah. So you got to have an original uh, one to like, to back it back up. On. Yeah. yeah. All I can think of as soon as Gerard started talking is I could cut him out and then just put in the Bob Odenkirk thing from I Think You Should Leave. And I know Gerard won't know this because I don't think he's watched it <laughs> and Kevin has. But when he sees a stranger in the diner and he's talking to his kid and he's like, oh, we can't go to the ice cream store because it's closed. And he gets the stranger to start lying. And lying, the stranger yeah. starts talking about all the cars that he owns. And that was Gerard just there. He's like, and then I got doubles of all the classics. Oh, oh, this deal just came through. Now I got triples. Triples is better than doubles. <laughs> oh, I got to get triples of a Cuda. That's great. Oh, that's all good. I've been waiting for this. And that's all I could think of as soon as you said that. And the other part was, I was like, oh, man, there's no way Gerard gets two cars and keeps one stock as like the, you know, like the 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 original blueprint of the car or whatever. It's like he would, you would for sure. And then you already jumped in. You're like, oh, maybe you need four. So you can have like a slammed one, a sporting one, a stock one. And because it's like, yeah, you'd be like, oh, this stock one kind of sucks unless you do like X, Y, and Z to it. And then you would do X, Y, and Z to it. And then you'd be like, oh, God damn, I shouldn't have no, done I think, Z I think Gerard, I think Gerard's, um, uh, I think Gerard's thing was perfect where he was just like, shelf it. That's literally yeah. what you'd have to do. Yeah. Yeah, but you I don't be so ever see Gerard <laughs> shelving anything. But I mean, if you had like, if you had a bunch of cars and like, why yeah, would you drive maybe. drive the most boring yes. one? If infinite, yeah. if there's an inf infinite amount of money with an infinite amount of cars, and yes, Gerard. I mean, it wouldn't even be. I mean, dude, some people have like ludicrous car collections. Mine would just be yeah, like for sure. a bunch of stupid old Japanese cars. The, yeah, nah, there'd be a and bunch then of German Porsches. cars. We're talking about and yeah, Porsches. Porsches and Lamborghinis. Yeah. Gerard, yeah. Uh, it's so weird that you know sometimes so little about yourself, and those around you know so much. You're just like, <laughs> oh, it'd be these Japanese cars, except for all the other ridiculous shit you had. Yeah, and as soon as you had the other things, you'd be like, I should go back and buy those fucking European Fords that I keep talking about. And yeah. then you would do that, yeah. and then you'd be like, huh. I do miss Volvos, and then you'd like do a vault like you. No, and then you, and then you'd be like, man, you know what? I've always wanted to build a Lada. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You're like, oh man, like two I, or three Ladas. I always wanted a V10 fucking you know twin turbo Lamborghini, uh, so I gotta build that. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are the. <laughs> you're right there. You're just, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just. You're like a dog right now. Made like, up <laughs> shit. Yeah, you are a goldfish. Is what yeah, you can, are. I'm like, like watching I will be... your. I'm watching your tail like wag like harder and harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're a goldfish. The bigger, to, yeah. the bigger the tank, the bigger you'll grow. And, yeah. and this kind of makes sense because Kevin is a little bit, it feels like sometimes the antithesis of you. Whereas like the time when we told Kevin to dream a little dream and then like, we're like, 
Devin, you can have any car you want, you know, like way back early on when yeah. we started the podcast. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, well, I'll just get a bunch of Echo. shit boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was drive one shit box to buy a slightly better shit box. And then eventually he was like an F40 and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't dream so big. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Settle down here, buddy. So, yeah. okay. So the model here is. Oh, I like that you asked the question and then it went off on how you would buy all the cars. Um, okay, so what was the question? Just bought a car. It's, it's a, it's oh, you shouldn't oh, oh. do to a car that you just bought. No, so what I was gonna say, Kevin, we is we should just go point? back and forth. I'll say one and you say one, and then I'll say one. All right, I got, I'll go first. Okay, Kevin's yeah, first. This is what you should or shouldn't do. This is what you should. Is it do. Should or shouldn't start with this that. Is should. Should. Yeah. Is should. You went and you got this car. You're all stoked. You're driving it home. You should go check the oil Wash and, and get gas. <laughs> I I bought a car and was driving it home and it ran out of gas. And I, <laughs> and I was there for probably like an hour or more fiddling with it, doing all the shit because the gas gauge worked to the point where like I'm uh, like a cop pulled up. And it was like a modified Corolla. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get a VI now. And, you know, like. So anyway, I'm just like, yo, like I just bought this car. As you can see, here's the transfer papers. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like something is going wrong. And he was like, is it out of gas? And I was like, uh, no, wait, like there's no way. And then anyway, he left because he was like, all right, well, you like there's no emergency and like You're whatever. So anyway, then I'm like, hey, like I called my buddy. I'm like, hey, can you bring me gas? I put gas in it immediately fired up. Like. <laughs> So yeah, that, that car, the gas gauge didn't work, I guess. And I didn't know that because I just bought the car. So yeah, like check the oil, check the gas. <laughs> All right. That's check a good fluids, should. So yeah. should check the oil, should yeah. check the check the fuel. You should okay. check the oil before you buy it, shouldn't you? Or no? Uh, Probably. Sure, maybe. maybe yeah. Yeah. If you're a yeah, smart okay. guy and actually cared, sure, that's a good one. Um, okay. That's in another episode of how to buy used how car. How to buy a car, yeah. How to buy a used <laughs> car. Okay. Should maintenance first thing just i mean obviously drive it and see what you think it needs but like if you think it needs it it probably needs it unless it's like a fairly new car if you're buying an old toyota or whatever just fucking replace a bunch of shit you know all the ball joints the bushings just do maintenance first before you start like buying coilovers and arms and all this other nonsense i mean sometimes the arms replace bushings so maybe you're like you know a little bit of a home free the bunch there but anything that doesn't get replaced by putting some cool new shiny parts on it, just replace it with some good quality maintenance parts. Oh, that's so boring. It's not boring, man. Well, like now we're I want to no be a level two, uh, you know? <laughs> tension rod bushings, level... when you replace those, the car literally drives like a brand new car. It's amazing. Yeah, it's but thing. I don't get any internet clout, so... <laughs> That's... You know what's the funniest? One of the funniest things ever. My Blit, okay, fucking perfect example, actually. My Blit literally has like engine swap, coilovers, CD009, twin plate clutch, the best coilovers ever, uh, you know, crazy stance wheels, fucking sound system, sound deadening, wiring, amps, fucking head unit, the whole nine yard steering wheel. You know what it has? Completely stock GX brakes, front and rear stock worn out shitty like to the metal i only replaced the brakes when we went to week fest and i've had that car for like five years exactly because it's, it's, it's boring 
<laughs> no, brakes are sick, man. It's just like I didn't want to put shitty brakes on it, so I just. Kept I thought you these. bought aftermat or aftermarket brakes for that thing. I did, yeah. I, I finally changed the fronts when we went to Week Fest. Then I went to change the rears and figured out that the rear GX brakes are actually are totally fucked as well. So I had to change like the whole hub and everything, which I never did. So, yeah. But isn't yeah. that funny? I didn't even I didn't do any maintenance. I didn't put brake pads or any shit in it, and then they were just terrible and super not safety. So should maintenance. Go, Kevin. Uh does Ryan have anything? No. Uh no, I'll just chime in as it happens. I'm fine with that. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna say I don't know if this is a should or shouldn't. Maybe what you should do is sleep on it, and what you shouldn't do is just do whatever you think you want to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea you know it feels like sometimes you just get this idea and you're like yo i'm gonna do this it's gonna be sick yeah yeah and you do it and you just wreck all your yeah. shit you know you yeah. just yeah, ruin that's it a good point. like one time, I'm like, one time i'm like yo i'm gonna like learn body work so i like <laughs> like i'm gonna like, fill the body line of my corolla in with bondo yeah. this is like Dude, it's like a, it's like an inch tall and like a half an inch yeah. deep. Like, yeah. like how much Bondo are you gonna put on? Like, you know what I mean? And the car did you actually be fine anyway. I started to do it on one of the quarter panels, and then I would like, oh, God. was like, this takes way too much Bondo, and like, I'm like, it's not gonna look any better. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, all of this stuff, you know. And it was like, if I just would have like slept on that, or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, that's a good, yeah, one. you know, like, yeah, it's sleep watch out it. for the slippery slope. <laughs> I think that's a fair, uh, I said the, the slippery slope will get just you. that. That wasn't, even, also, and that wasn't even the story that I like made me tell that though. The, the story from that was like when it was like, oh, I've had the car for one day and I took out all of the interior except for oh, buddy, the that top, was what half, I was gonna go the top to. half of the dash, you know, and it's like that was maybe that sleep was on it. That was actually going to be mine. I was going to wait for you guys to say all the things and then be like, just leave the interior in on your car. There's no reason for you to take yeah. it out. You know, yeah. you're not a yeah. race car yet. Don't worry. It's OK. And nobody's going to be impressed by it. <laughs> you know, just going to be rocks, little pebbles <laughs> have, flying around yeah. in your car. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, so, yeah, we built a Crescent at one time and yeah, like. You know, I, I was like, okay, it's like, this is the first Crescent I ever built. I'm like, okay, I need to take all the weight out of this because the engine's completely stock. I need all the weight I can out of this thing. And it actually was 280 pounds we took out of that car. <laughs> so I took out everything, took out the dash, took out, the, not the dash, the heater, took out, every, I don't know why the fuck I took the heater out, but I took the heater out, door panels, everything. And then sure enough, it's my fucking daily driver, man. And, you know, we live in fucking Vancouver, which rains nonstop. And then sure enough, Try to drive a goddamn gutted car with no heater in the rain. It's you can't. It's fucking all the windows are fogging yeah. up and shit. I can't see anything. Like it was just the worst. And then the, there's water coming inside, and you know the the ground is all you know rocky and dirty from like your feet and shit. So now you get just like mud sloshing around in the car. It's fucking freezing cold. It's Dude, that super that loud. like noise when you're. <laughs> when you're like got rocks under your shoe on the like yeah, the metal is yeah, so yeah, bad and annoying like dude and i painted the entire interior i painted it with like you know black like fucking trim clad or whatever the fuck it was and and it looked great for like you know fucking 10 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i've never so had the ink got your car to take the to take the interior out of my car I don't know. It's interesting. 
Well, where were you? You two were, were the young? first. <laughs> yeah, the you two were the first that I'd ever met that were like, and then I just ripped the interior out. It's like, dude, huh? Okay. <laughs> my my brand new, like my brand new '98 Civic. Like I had a '98 Civic. I was like, I bought it. I can't remember how long I had it for. It wasn't very long. I remember showing up to like Lord Co. and like you know one of the one of the like big reps was like a, a car guy. He was like into CRXs and stuff. And the car was brand new at the time. So I show up and I had nitrous on my car. So it was, it was a brand new, you know, like 98 Civic, like two or three months old, gutted with nitrous. And he's like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, this, like, what did you do to this thing? It's like, it's brand new. Like, why did you do this? And I was like, yo, man, it's fucking sick. Like, you know, it took out like 75 pounds and added like a 70 shot of nitrous. So obviously it was much faster than stock. And much faster than yeah. you know most of the cars at the time of what it was but at the same time it's like it's already a shitty civic you just made it <laughs> way shittier like yeah it yeah. had del sol seats though so that was cool uh, yeah that's pretty yeah. good Anyways. uh kevin to go to kevin's point i did i painted my 180 myself i did like a bunch of like kind of like filled any of the dance and that was because i was taught this is a dumb thing I was tired of getting my bumper paint matched to the, my car. So I yeah. was like, if I just make my car an easy color for the bumper, because every time you break the bumper, if yeah. I just make the car easier to match the bumper, then it'll all be consistently one color. And I can just continually paint the bumper myself. And yeah, I did no, that. I've, I've done was, that exact thing. Exactly. Yeah, and then I was fine with it for probably about a month. And then after I was like, God damn it, why did I do this? And then that is when I left Nissan's. Uh, uh, yeah. Who remembers the roller paint jobs? I mean, oh, I, I feel like you, you could do it decently, but yeah, I never did it. But that was one of those, it was, dude, it was a trend, man. There were so many like how to's and shit on how to do a good roller paint job. And I just <laughs> was thinking, man, people are literally painting like nice ass cars. With fucking foam rollers and like shitty paint. It was brutal. Yeah. I remember seeing cars and thinking, wow, you really just ruined that like five series I mean, BMW. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's just that's dumb. No, mine at the time was an S chassis and I I used like a satin army green on the bottom. Oh, like, geez. Well, at the time, I thought it of the time, as, as was the style at the time. Yeah. Also, <laughs> so then I painted like, my car flat satin green. It wasn't flat. It was satin. There's a difference Sorry. between flat and oh, satin. Get it together. Yeah. Honestly, like, it sounds dumb, but, like, that was the style of the time. <laughs> I don't know. I remember feeling really guilty about it and then going to Calgary, like, two years ago with Eric to Horsley's memorial thing, and they were showing pictures of everyone's car from that era. And I was like, <laughs> oh, we all did things like that yeah we <laughs> like, all make yeah. terrible terrible choices yeah yeah all right yeah, so yeah. i have a i have a should or wait is it kevin's turn i think it's kevin's turn i can't remember oh, whatever matter. i'll go okay so i have a should you know what you should do you should fucking learn your car you should you should fucking drive it you should drive it as much as you possibly can and drive it you know not hard right away just sort of like maybe kind of drive it harder and harder as you learn it more 
But, you know, the best thing to do is basically <laughs> take a car home and think you're a hero and go and rip the shit out of it and put it into, you know, a telephone pole or a curb or, yeah, or a K-Rail or a K-Rail, car. another car or yeah. a fucking or, human. Yeah. Or have it be on jack stands then for like six months, you know, like go home because and be you- like time to build this car. And then it becomes a project that you. That's another one, man. Hey, you don't don't. Uh, yeah. You should you should use that as a should. You, you're. That was you're, yeah. You had a no, great. No, that's a should. A don't. You had a, I know, but that's yeah. another one. That's another point different okay, than this okay. point. Okay. Yeah. You should learn your car. Completely separate point. Yeah. Learn All to right. drive your car. You learn your point. <laughs> learn to drive your car before sending it. Let's say that. Okay. So yeah, oh, okay. don't fuck yeah, your car up good. in the first like week that you have it. <clears throat> all right yeah. ryan has right. a good one ryan says yeah enjoy your car before you decide it isn't enough there you know you yeah one. i cannot tell you how many people i know that have been like man this car is good but it's going to be better if i could just engine swap it or put this in it and then the car goes away <laughs> for like Six months to five, five years, or you just have a friend that you've never seen them drive their car and it used to belong to Gerard. Uh, And (laughs) actually, no, but I have a ton of like, which one of the, I know a ton of four people are you talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that one's Alex. I know. I know. Uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. But realistically, it's like even, uh, Tito, a local Vancouver guy here, bought a R32 GTR, I want to say, from Saskatchewan. And it was bought from a guy who was a mechanic for like semis, tractor trailers or whatever. And it was the overconfidence that people had of like, I could rebuild an engine. And then they take like, it's really easy to take a car apart. It's a lot yeah. harder to put it back together <laughs> properly. And like, yeah. that is another like sleep on it. It's like, Hey, do you actually know what you're about to get yourself into and, and what that means? Uh, so yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people have good cars go to waste because one, they fancied themselves a mechanic Two, they've cheaped out on like, pretty like easier things so it's like hey you could just buy a fully working wiring harness or you could buy somebody else's rat's nest for half the price mm-hmm. and they're like well half the price i can figure out wires it's like but can you can you I feel, yeah i feel I'm like a, yeah i feel like i had a point but i'd also feel like ryan's point right now is just like blanketing all the points yeah yeah sorry i really went for it <laughs> i'm just a big old blanket but yeah i just think Enjoy your car for as much as you can. And if you're new to cars, do things incrementally. Don't let your stomach be bigger than your eyes. Is my be a Carter Jackson. Because mine was gonna be like, yeah, like don't bite off more than you can chew. Cause like Yeah, I mean I think that's that's worthy kind of its own, maybe a little bit. But I feel like Ryan literally just said off. Where yeah, it's just like basically you're like, oh hey, like I got this s15 and you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this turbo upgrade and then you like take your car off the road and take the turbo off and now you're like oh i need to get a manifold they're like oh i didn't know like i have to get a a, what's a wastegate and it's like oh like i need to get an ecu and like yeah now you just have that snowball thing that ryan talked about where it's like i you know i drove my car for two weeks and then 
I haven't driven in three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that might Don't be that a guy. little bit. That's a little bit even different than mine. I yeah. know people that have no, like, that's almost like do your homework. That ties into Gerard's, like, know, know your car. Know, know, know your car, yeah. I mean, mine was mainly yeah. just the driving aspect, but yeah, you could definitely tie it into like, hey, do your do some research. Like, like yeah, you bought a car and and you want to do all this stuff to it. Maybe do some research on like what you know what's not that you're gonna do what they do, but what's a com what are common mods? Why do people do them? You know, what are the advantages ad, <laughs> advantages or disadvantages of doing said mods? Like, you know, just sort of learn learn about the car, like learn about the what everyone else is doing and why they're doing it. Cause I mean, you know, sometimes that's okay. beneficial. Sometimes it's not. All right. We've been, I'm going to say this, we've been a little bit, do we want to keep doing this or do we want to just really knuckle down into something? Cause I feel like we've been a little bit philosophical and I feel well, like, I feel like were we were going and then we, and then we had a point that basically blanketed all. I liked how we were going back and forth. Like I was, my whole well, thing was, it was supposed to be like a rapid fire, like should, should, sure. should, shouldn't. But then we got but, like, okay, really I was going to actually challenge you to be like, okay. if you bought a car now, you get a new car, what are all the things you are doing? So Gerard gets, and this is, fuck, this is hard for Gerard because it's like, if it's a Toyota, it's different than it's a BMW. But like, what are the do's? What I'm saying is everything that we've said is very like big idea, but now you're a technical person. And if I can get technical information from you, Maybe there's a benefit to that. So it's like right out of the gate. If you're building a car tomorrow, knowing everything you know now, but it's your first car, this is a fucking weird conundrum. But if you knew everything you know now <laughs> and you were building a car as if it was your first car, what would you do? Okay, it's like so a time travel question. First of all. What kind of car yeah. is it, first of all? What car would 200? you like it to be? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, so let's do that. Take the engine out. Uh, you know, take the suspension out. Take the subframe out. Take the, uh, you know, get, take the cut the fenders open. Like, uh, put two. No, but I'm saying, hang, hang on. I'm saying if <laughs> if somebody showed up, and they were like a young guy, and they said like, hey Gerard, I want to build this JZX100. I'm new to cars. I'm just figuring it out. What are the mods? that I should seriously consider that wouldn't be overwhelming for me. I mean, I think we just caught, we just covered that do maintenance, get some good coilovers, replace all and the bushings on that car. Yeah. Just make sure everything works. I'd probably get some brake lines or something, some better brake pads. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it's, if it's a straight up, like, like a good example, let's say it came in, dude's got, you know, like a really good example of a JZX 100 or JZX 110. It's a really nice car. Um, I would do all the maintenance, so, you know, ball joints, bushings, et cetera. I would do probably some sort of exhaust and like a cat delete or something like that. Because uh, I think if you do a downpipe and a cat delete, then it hits boost cut. So I'd probably just do like a cat back and probably leave the downpipe. Or... Can you put a restrictor ring on on the 100? See that? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a perfect example. Like on the blit, like am I going to fucking put half, half of an exhaust on? Like, no, like I just want the fucking whole thing. <laughs> right again what i'm saying is if if you could impart the knowledge that you have now because like yeah we did some like that's very the thing. Well, like, subjective. does the guy want the car to be louder does he want it to be quiet like 
Like maybe he doesn't give a shit if the exhaust is loud or not. Like I want that. I would like that extra 10 horsepower, 10, you know, 10, 15 pound feet of torque, but like, right. But now he's a new car guy. So we're saying, Hey, you just bought a car. What are the mods that you should do? If you're going to build a car, a lot of what you said is great. What's his budget? What's his budget? How about that? Because like uh, honestly, he's this... swimming in oil every weekend, so you know, whatever that means. You can't. Is he a you know, homeowner? <laughs> yeah, is he a homeowner? Uh, a good callback, Gerard. It's an average budget. What do you think a younger person would have for a budget to build a car? There's a okay. lot of like. Let's say this. Let's say this. This is probably. This could probably be used for like most cars. I would do, of course, first things maintenance. You know, change the fucking oil. Do your ball joints, check for any bushings that are worn out, replace them. Either replace them with polyurethane or stock or whatever. Just just make sure nothing on the car sucks. Um, <clears throat> I would probably do some brake lines and some brake pads. Uh, I mean, if you're going to do brake pads, you might do rotors at the same time. But with that said, if the brakes are good, I probably wouldn't change that stuff. I might just do brake lines because that would increase the feel of whatever brakes it has on it. And then maybe if you're going to do a brake upgrade later, then don't spend money on fucking pads and orders for the stock stuff. The lines will generally cross over normally. So at least you have a better feel. You would have then the best possible stock brakes that that car would ever have. So brake lines, I would definitely do some sort of exhaust because like if you got a Jay-Z, you have to enjoy it at some point. So you're going to have at least a cat back. At <clears> least <throat> a cat back. Right. So now you have perfect. a cat back. Uh, brake lines, maintenance. I would do it, uh, a filter. I wouldn't even bother doing a, like a fucking intake pipe or that shit. I would just do like a K&N drop-in. Uh, that's what I would do. That's honestly what I do on most of my cars. Sound system, 100%. I would do some sort of Bluetooth. I do that in every single car I buy. It's like some sort of Bluetooth modern. You know, you get, you get in, your phone connects, you, the, the music starts playing. That's 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 sort of stage one. And then if it was a JZX100, 100% I'd do a steering wheel because the steering wheels fucking suck in those things. So either you could use like an Altezza wheel or something that had an airbag or just, you know, buy an Arcadia steering wheel because they're sick and Serial 9 makes the best steering wheels ever. And then unfortunately the stock seats in those things suck. So if you actually gave a shit, I would probably just change the seats. But that's like a huge expense. And unfortunately, just those cars don't come with good seats. They're, they're fucking terrible. So seats, steering wheel, shift knob, and then those like those small performance things that I said. Okay, I'm going to oh, say. Oh, sorry, coilovers, oh. 100%. You have to buy coilovers. You have to, have to, have to, have to buy coilovers. What about wheels? Uh, I mean. 100%. Yeah, I mean, aesthetically. You have to buy huh? arrow. No, because yeah. let's say the car. If you the gotta car love the arrow, car. the car came with stock arrow for me, it'd just be like as long as it was low. Even like obviously the stock wheels wouldn't be great, but like I would change the wheels. I don't necessarily know that I would buy like aftermarket wheels for it. I'd be okay yeah. with like, you know, some uh, other stock wheels or like some BMW wheels or something like that. I'd be okay with that. As uh, long as the car so, drove really well. Oh, that's really good. So I will say I'll be the person of the the new car person in this. One, I know I had to push you to get to this point. And you seemed very upset as I was doing it, but you actually just gave really good information because as a new car person, I'd be like, yeah, coilovers make absolute sense. But then wheels, wheels and coilovers do those two things and then then do all the things Gerard just said. But no, 
everything you said is not a thing that I would consider. And I haven't had to consider it for a long time. But even if I were to turn around and buy a car tomorrow, mm-hmm. the first two things I'd be looking at would be coilovers and <laughs> wheels. And I think that what you offered was actually very beneficial because I think most people, if I'm the 90% of car modifiers that are just like, well, should have wheels and coilovers and then you're good to go. Well, that well, that's a build. So, yeah, that is a build. <laughs> yeah. And then arrow like uh, Kevin added. So I do <laughs> think there's actually a lot of value in there. Now, Kevin, as the resident Elteza expert, if anyone gets an IS 300, what's the first thing they should do? I mean, I don't know. I feel those cars are are vastly different. Um, That's why I'm at. Yeah. Well, just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, get first a header thing. so that it sounds super shitty. Header, three inch exhaust, no cat. Done. <laughs> and that sounds sick. Yeah, it's just like fucking nonsense sorry backing up a bit to this tour v i would assume it had an lsd because if it didn't have an lsd 100 you need to put an lsd in that thing any oh, rear-wheel drive you. car should have an lsd as one of the first mods they're not okay. wrong yeah those Unless are you want a BMW all... and it's just like nah you can't do that <laughs> bmw sound awful anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> gerard look you made some very excellent points uh, it reminded me of why we keep you around. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> is there okay? So that's a tour. What other chassis can you think of somebody might get into that you have knowledge with that you could part on someone and be like, hey, if you had a, a 16 <clears throat> again, Gerard, what would you do? I Don't would say throw it in the garbage. Scale. Ah, I beat you to the goddamn punchline. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly, man, like a 16, like, like, let's say I had an Aristo V300, this and that, like, I I wouldn't even know where to start, man. Like, okay, time out. You tell me all the time things that I should do. So now Ryan's come to you. Hey, Gerard, I have a car that I cars are already manual. So like, it's, it's already like. Okay, what you should do? I I would argue most people buying an Aristo could probably enjoy it as an automatic for a while, like for a decent. I honestly of time. like. Okay, honestly, I I really, I really did enjoy my Aristo as a stock street car, like one hundred percent stock. I I actually really loved that car because it was what it was, like. I just accepted the fact that it was a grand touring car. It was very comfortable. It was relatively fast. Uh, you know, I had a 147 Risto. Also, I really loved that thing. And honestly, to me, those cars, nice coilovers and like some half decent stock type wheels. That's probably what I would do. You know, I obviously have like some sort, I think I deleted the mufflers. Um, I made a downpipe. So I had a uh, downpipe, deleted mufflers good coilovers and then maintenance and and fucking that's it just drive it automatic because i mean like shit you're gonna do a manual swap that's like it's like 10 grand or something i mean eventually i don't know i i don't know i I think the thing is i don't know if it i don't know if it like added to the car personally like because the manual 
or the automatic isn't the main problem with that car <laughs> in my eyes yeah as a person who owns a 16 having a car when i got it i was <laughs> like well i have coilovers and i have arrow and i have all this stuff so like i'm good and then i meet gerard and gerard's like well no like consider the following you know like mm -hmm. your steering angle it is you know like it's not going to be very responsive everything in this car is very like kind of like floaty have we changed of, like, have cloud. we changed his have we changed your tension rod bushings we have yeah. yeah yeah there you go yeah. Yeah. in the steering wheel video we did it Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you have all like all of those things. There's it's like, what does that car need? And you've actually told me like what it needs. It's like yeah. it, that car actually does, as we mentioned in the beginning, is very different than any of the other cars that we've talked about. It mm -hmm. it benefits from actually a ton of parts being thrown at it because it does feel better. And I can say that every time you make a recommendation for that car and then I get in it and my car has changed. I feel the difference. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is better than what it was. And it makes it more enjoyable. It is a much steeper hill that you're climbing compared to a tour V or even yeah. like Kevin's S16, chassis BMW. Yeah. You, like it's very you know, different. You know, what's funny is you actually raise a very good point and, and you sort of hit the nail on the head, man. Cause like when I had my, v300 when i had my aristo for example you know obviously in the end when i had done every fucking thing to it and it had 600 horsepower that was like the sort of culmination of that car but i don't honestly think i loved it as much as when i drove it to california because in my eyes that car isn't really supposed to be a drift car i mean i made it into a drift car and in the end it is a car that i drifted but I think the best iteration of my Aristo was what I took to California hmm. because it was, it looked sick. It drove sick, but it was still a cruiser. It's just an automatic car. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's basically like the exact same thing I would do to like a Celsius and LS 400, except that it just happens to be a 16 Aristo. So I think maybe those cars now that if you, if I really look at it the same way, those two cars are sort of the same Help me out here, Kevin. Like they're they're both the same sort of like genre of cars. <clears throat> one is just sportier than the other one. Like if we yeah, stop sure. trying to make the Aristo into a Tour V, we just take the Aristo for being a sportier version of like a Celsius, then it's actually a great car. I don't disagree, but yeah, I also like don't have the like like it's not already a great car. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like it already is a great car myself, but like but but I mean, like, for example, the Celsius, the Celsius, like all you did to it was like all the sort of like suspension stuff. And like, was it better when it was manual or it was like, was it just fine when it was automatic when you took it to California? Yeah, I mean, it was fine when it was auto. It was kind of like more fun to drive when it was manual, but like it was fine. Definitely. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did did changing it to manual, like make it twice the car that it was before? No. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe that whole philosophy of taking these like non-sporting cars and then trying to elevate them to like this like sporting, responsive, nice drift carness, maybe that's just like not the move, you know? <laughs> I'm yeah. really trying to like well, not sell serial nine here. <laughs> well, no, but I mean you can still use those parts and build the car. Cause that is, I will say, a, a big I always get like 
what are your wheel specs? How do your wheels fit? And it's like, well, it doesn't really work if you don't run the arms that I work like run. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like even if my car was an auto, regardless, having the fitment. You don't that tell I them have, that yet. You just let them buy the wheel. And then you're like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. you got to buy these arms if you want to fit that wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always, no, I flat out always tell people to go to, ser- I mean, maybe I'm doing it wrong then, but yeah, I'm always like, I go, the, <laughs> here's an article I wrote and, here is Gerard working on my car and here is all the serial line stuff. Um, yeah, I think that, look, they don't need to be manual. It's great when they are and that's fun. But yeah, I yeah. I think that that is like a very valid point when it's like, so you're buying a 16. There still are things like you said, you know, but yeah, you don't need to go right out of the box because then you quickly go into that don't territory, which is don't buy a car and then put it up on jack stands and have it out of commission while you're like mm-hmm. trying to make it something that it fully isn't yet. You're probably better to do the incremental things, which is like buy all the smaller parts, do the maintenance. Mm-hmm. Maybe the brake lines matter on a 16. I don't know. Never heard that mod described that way before, Gerard. So I appreciate that. I don't particularly think these 16s have good brake stock, though. The the Tour Vs actually have good brake stock. They just need better feel, and and obviously the brake lines are probably old. But uh, the 16 definitely, when I had the Supra brakes on there, it definitely was much better than the stock brakes. Good to know. See, these are important things. I mean, like, I what, didn't what know about the brakes. You're like you're saying like the Supra brakes and stuff. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing, too, is I wouldn't put super brakes on it. It's just because super brakes are so old and they're, like, kind of hard to find. They're not really that great. They're probably going to cost you four or five hundred bucks. It's like you probably just get better, some sort of better fucking brake upgrade today. Uh, I mean, yeah, the brakes aren't great on it. But that's what I mean. Like, if if I look at it as a cruiser, I would just I would just put a bunch of suspension on it, dump it, you know, like basically make your car. But like it'd just be auto that because it's a different car, right? Like a Tour V to me is like almost the epitome of like a driver's car from Toyota. So I would do driving type mods. Whereas like on the Aristo, it's like a sick ass cruiser, you know, just dump the seats all the way back and fucking D for done and do burnouts and look sick doing it. That's what I would do. That's fair. You know? Okay. How about a G35, bro? Well, what are you doing to G35? (laughs) Nothing. How about like a new car? What's what's a new car that you would consider buying, Kevin? Any new car. How about like, yeah. You're going to buy, what do you have coming in? You have a uh, GS430? You had a GS430 coming in? Is that what I it got is? a 2023 Toyota Prius. <laughs> Good okay. living. All right. What am I doing? 2023 Toyota Prius. What are you doing to it? I Honestly, I would do coilovers and wheels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's because the thing's brand new, and that's all you're going to do yeah. is just mod it, right? You're not going to fucking maintain it or do any shit to it, right? I'm going to make it a nice tour cruiser. And you're basically building like a newer version of the 16 Aristo <laughs> or the Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. How about your, how about your, uh, what do you have? Is it GS 400, GS 430? Are yeah, we just saying that right now? So everyone knows. Uh, I mean, I'm not really keeping it a secret, but. Okay. Not Whatever. You have a, let's not just say it's a free GS. Isn't it? From the Raptors. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you sir. have a new Toyota coming in. I'd like to do coilovers and wheels. 
and call that a build. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, that sounds great. I love. And that. then I want to get, but I want to get the biggest wheels possible that are super silly and do a bunch of work to try to make them fit, and maybe make a car that was slightly reminiscent of the Celsius, but actually very low. So that's yeah, that's what I would like. So then to do don't it. get the biggest wheels ever. Then just get some moderately big wheels. So yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. But I mean, they okay, still need to be. Dream. They still need to be. They still need to be pretty big though. Yeah, I'm the most excited about this car. Um, wheels on it. Well, I mean, to be fair, he hasn't driven it yet, so he doesn't know what it. I what mean, the other is. thing about Kevin, though, might need like, maintenance, yeah, he, bro. He doesn't. He doesn't really care about stuff like that. I remember when I bought those brake lines. He's like, "Yo, what the fuck are those? Like, why do you have brake lines?" And I was just like, "Yeah, man, I got like brake lines." And he's like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> Kevin is the everyman, though. I feel like most car guys are kind of like that, you know? Like, Gerard, you're I mean, the first okay. car guy. For example, if you had a Porsche or a BMW, like, let's yeah. say you had, let's say you had an M3, an E90, Ugh. E91 M3, V8, you know, it's like creme de la creme, top shelf, 2010 M3. Yeah. What are you doing to that, Kevin? I'd sell uh, it. <laughs> yeah, like probably nothing. Like I don't know. Like what? What? What am I going to do to that? Am I going to get like more aggressive wheels, smaller tires, like stiffer coils? Like am I going to like change the stereo? Like no, I'm going to do anything. Like I mean, there's probably yeah. I guess it's like what, that the what, okay, Gerard. What would you do to that? On. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I'd spend four thousand dollars on putting carbon fiber steering wheel on. Uh, yeah, have yeah. Have I mean, I would do. Uh, I would do maintenance. <laughs> on a brand new car like that's probably the fucking tons, oh, I thought you said it was a brand new car uh, no I said it's an E91 that's like a 2010 oh. Oh, okay. yeah I mean if it's brand new I mean, shit just driving it driving the piss out of it probably put some springs on it and be done with it yeah so I was I like mean, what, would you, what would you even do to that car <laughs> like that's why I was like yo it was a brand new no, BMW no, it's like, you know, <laughs> Chob's M3 and like uh, Dave's M3 Dave Hogwarta Chob, yeah, like they're super popular cars right now. Super, super popular cars. Yeah, I just like um, don't care about that car at all. So it's really hard for me to like know, like, be like you're oh, probably this is what right. I do. I probably it's wouldn't do anything to it. Yeah, maintenance. It's a what? And then I mean, it's a four liter naturally aspirated V8 that revs to eight grand. That's that's pretty fucking cool. Sure. But yeah. Oh okay. yeah. And you yeah. would just do maintenance. all the BMW maintenance. And then I guess I guess I'm trying to engage you because like if you actually like driving, Kevin, like that's a driver's car. So what would you like? Because you're not going to fucking dump it and make, you know, put 10 degrees of camber on it, put stupid fucking wheels on it. Like what would Kevin do to build a driver's car? That's kind of what I was trying to go for. I don't know. I'd have to drive the car, I feel like, you know, (laughs) and then I would sleep on it. And then in true Kevin form. He would dump it and put stupid fucking wheels on it. Like, I mean, let a man paint. That wouldn't be uncool on an M3. It just would obviously, like, yeah. detract from the driver's aspect of it. Yeah, but it probably already drives so well that it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, it'll just overcome that, you know? To look yeah. even cooler, it would be like it would only take 5% off the driving. And then who cares? You look cool. How often are you driving that thing 100%? You can take 5% off the top and it's fine. You know, yeah, exactly. it's like going the other way from a Toyota. You know what I'm saying? You're buying a yeah, car that exactly. drives so well. So you can just fuck it right up. 
to make it look sick, but it still drives better than a Toyota anyways with all the mods on it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's that's the move. Buy the race some... car and then derace it. And then just fucking put some carbon fiber accents on it or whatever people do <laughs> and call it a day. Crackle yeah. tune right out carbon, of the box. Carbon fiber accents are pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Perfect. <laughs> also, I just we glossed over it. Shift knob and uh, steering wheel are very important, and I waited a very long time to do a steering mm. wheel. And every time I drive my car now, I'm very much like, "Oh yeah, this is much better." And same with the uh, same with the shift knob. So, well, uh, see, that's yeah. the thing that like Toyota never has ever done well is the <clears throat> touch points, right? It's like the least they could do in a sporting car is like, like why don't they have a version? of the tour V that had Recaro seats. Like what the fuck? And then one was steering wheel. Like what the hell is their problem? They like, they're like, yeah, we're going to make this sporting sedan, blah, blah, blah. But let's put a fucking Camry steering wheel in it. And some, some fucking Tercel ass seats. Like their seats. Cause that's terrible. not, that's not like economically viable, buddy. You gotta make that's, that that's money. It is the most boring fucking car company in the world. You know what I mean? Like maybe now what they're is... getting a bit exciting. What a sweet blank canvas they are, though. But anyway, like Lancer, Recaros, fucking Nissan's. Recaro, yeah, but that's like the only Subarus, like, Recaros, Suzuki's, Recaros. Aside know? from Every, the Suzuki, which one of those vehicles do you want to drive? Are you driving a Nissan? Lancer. You drive Nissan. Yeah, fuck you. Are you picking any of those? Any of those? Does the Recaro I mean, I had a sell Nissan. you on it? I had a Nissan. I had the Stagia. Yeah, and where where is it now? Did it have Recaros in it? That one didn't because it was the rear wheel drive model and that specific model that I. If chose, it had, Re- if it had Recaros, would you have kept it? I didn't. I, the car got smashed, man. I didn't smash it. Oh, I'm thinking of the last stage. Sorry. Oh, the I, last stage. Yeah, you're right. The last stage was cool too. But damn. That had the worst seats I've ever had. I've ever. Yeah, found. those those were the worst seats. Period. But I mean, 350Z right. seats do bolt straight into that. Which theoretically, then you can get the Recaros out of any of the other cars and put them straight in. Good. So touch points are important. So anyone, I I do think that's the thing that people gloss over. Maybe no, not as much. I, I, I disagree. I think maybe you glossed over it. The first thing a lot of people do is the fucking steering wheel. Ah, right. You don't you don't know a lot of normies. You're just saying a lot of things right now. I mean, that's Kevin. Kevin, first thing he did was fucking Takata harnesses. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Yeah, well, it's, you know, Kevin's a special breed. I mean, to be fair, my 180 came with like an aftermarket steering wheel on it. It just wasn't like a good one, but it was fine. It was just old. So it was never a thing. And then, yeah, Toyotas until I, then I had the Celsius and then I had the Aristo and Never crossed my mind, I guess. Anyway, but it is good. All right. Any other? It's great. It's it's great and good. It's it's great and good. Any other things? I like the cold hard facts of like actual things. You get a car. Which (laughs) what should you do? You get a car. You get. You know what I saw today? That was pretty. You put gas in it. Yeah, you do. Um, Go on. Or you're not going nowhere. I was was driving home today, and a Dodge Ram passed me. And it had how are you letting that car pass you? Go on. That's 20, a great, great question. 
definitely had 24 by 14s I say at least 24 by 14s on it they were fucking so big and so wide they were at least six inches out of the body and it had like the lowest profile tires i've ever seen on it and i was like yo that's sick but then i was like <laughs> yeah that's not weird it's one of those things way. where it's like yo what not to do to your first truck or like what not to do you know what i mean it's like yo that looks cool and like whatever but like Am I really going to drop like five grand to make my truck drive super shitty and like be all have these problems and stuff with the tires? Yes. Yes. (sighs) Do you want to be be cool and different than everybody else? You can drop my truck to tow my fucking two car trailer. (laughs) I don't think they're worried about that though. If they have that, some people do. Some people definitely tow with those things. Yeah, but that's, some people but that's do. like being like that's like being like oh like yo that guy can't even get over a speed bump. It's like yeah, yeah. You know, no. But what I'm saying is you can tow. I have folks. seen I have seen people tow with those like 24 by 14s. Yeah. Whether sure. it's good or safe, I don't know. But I mean, right. Let's leave that one to the experts. Hey, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but I did think it was did... cool. But like, you know, I I, I just haven't that seen anything me... of that of that magnitude. <laughs> It does make me think, I'll ask this quickly, unless there's anything you want to add if you're buying a car, what you should do. Is there mm, going go once? On, going twice. Very good. Sold. Change the oil. Hey, so SEMA just happened. Did either of you see anything at SEMA that you were like, yo, snap, look what I saw? No. I, Nothing I mean, out of the nice ordinary, no. I no? honestly didn't what? really pay so much attention to SEMA this year. Oh. Yeah. Bunch okay. of nice cars, bunch of nice stuff. It's pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh, cool. Gerard, I even sent you a BMW and you were mad about it, which was a weird which juxtaposition one? for us. Which one? Uh, I'm not. Nope. I'm upset now that you don't remember our conversations. Very offensive. <laughs> uh, the one where I was like, yo, look at the like the setup on this, how they like set it up to be displayed. Because oh, I M4, was uh, GT, GT4 or GTS or whatever it was. Yeah. And, I was impressed by how they displayed the lights on the car. Because I was like, <laughs> they clearly did it so that you could take, like, a, uh, if you took, like, a certain exposure. It, it felt like if you took a certain exposure to the car, the picture would turn out amazing. Like, yeah, if they yeah. were kind of, like, light painting the car. Like, the wheels were being light painted and stuff. And it had a giant light over top, like softbox over the car. And I sent it to Gerard to be like, yo, look at this light setup. And Gerard was just like, I'd never display a car like that. <laughs> yeah, because they had it on air jacks and it was up. And yeah, like, the, I know. you know, the suspension was so drooped out, Kevin. It wasn't like. Uh, I think know, I even the know car. the photo of the car or yeah, the car you're like, talking about. I, and I, I agree. It literally has like a one foot gap between the fender and the wheel. I was like, Again. I would never, ever display a car like that. I don't give a shit about the car. I cared about you the do. light setup. No, no I cared do. about you know the why, light Ryan? setup. Listen, why? though, you would never photograph that because it's ugly. That's like saying you're going to you have the best the lights work, the best lighting ever. And you're taking a picture of a fucking clapped out S chassis drift car with painted stock wheels. Nobody gives a fuck how nice your photo is. Nobody gives a fuck I how would... nice the lighting and the the thing is like the backdrop I will, and all that. I will say I would do it just for me for the exercise to see how it worked to like figure it out like that to me is an it's a puzzle that needed to be solved and I would <laughs> want to solve that puzzle for myself. 
Other than that, no, I didn't see anything at SEMA that I was like, whoa. But we started talking about big trucks, and then obviously you think of trucks that don't have drive shafts in them. And I saw you some know. pretty stupid like memes. Oh, like look at this one, look at this one. And it's like it's so stupid already that like like if that's what you're is that if that's what you're trying to get fucking likes and followers on is you making fun of fucked up trucks at SEMA, like it's pretty lame. It's like well, you're, you, you shouldn't a... even give those trucks your time of day. You know what I'm saying? There's some, like there's some so... low-hanging fruit. Yeah, they're yeah. so shitty that like, and honestly, the guy, the guy, I don't know who if you've seen this, but he has like a puppet and he talks like a dummy. He's like, oh, oh look at that! that, that uh-huh. Yeah, that's so like, stupid. And he kept oh, calling it like that. a like a tie rod. Tie rod. Like, oh, the... it's, it's the axle, is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that one. It's too. like yeah, it's like, like he just proved how stupid you are. Yeah, I don't even want to watch this up. Yeah, someone sent that to me, and I was just like, this is, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we agreed that on that. That big dummy. Yeah. That well, that's dummy. good. I didn't even see that. So, look, I learned something. Somebody brought a puppet to SEMA, <laughs> tried to do Triumph, the insult comic dog, and it did Basically, not work. Basically, yeah. Uh, that's too bad. Anyways. Well, how about that? Okay, well, hey, we did it. I'm very excited for all of us. Man. You know what? What a time we've had here today. We learned some things, brake lines, uh, steering wheels, problem solved. Go to Serial 9 by the Arcadia wheel, which is great. Hey, are you making a commercial for that thing? Making a commercial for that thing or what? I mean, we should be, definitely. Yeah. I had a broken rib and couldn't drive standard, so that was cool. That's quitter talk. Okay, no. Uh, Go on. Um, all right. Kevin and I'm away this weekend record. and Kevin's away next weekend. So we're shooting for some time in the middle of the week next week. Yeah. Cool. All right. right there now. you go. All there right. You know. Thanks hey, for joining uh, us on thank- our adventure. Every every time. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Well, okay. sandwiches. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening again, and see you on the next one. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Check out see on the flip side. Friday. Bye. Sales. Lots. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast Nine.